Hi there, and welcome to another interview. Today I've got the fabulous Nick with me, and I'm going to ask Nick the question I ask absolutely every guest. Hey, Nick, why did you become carnivore? Hi, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, so why did I become carnivore? So I've always been a very active person. I've been in the military for 15 years, and in the military. So being physical and things like that in the gym was always a massive uh, part of my life, I suppose. But it got to a certain point in my life when, uh, um, say, things weren't going very well for me. Um, hit a bit of depression, a bit of anxiety, things like that. And that happened for a, a few years. Uh, coupled with a bad shoulder, I had, a, I had to have shoulder surgery, which sidelined me for um, a number of months. And I ended up packing on a ton of weight as well. Um, now, when I was in my early 20s and mid-20s, it was always easy to, to remain in shape. I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of uh, people can relate to that sort of thing. Um, I did the old calorie restriction and next to no like um, next to no calories in order to get shredded and stuff like that. And constantly hungry and things like that. But you put up with it because you wanted to be in shape. Um, so fast forward then when I piled all this weight on, it was... I was sort of past the age of 30 and I was struggling to get rid of it. Um, I was still depressed and uh, my anxiety was kicking in. I'd read a lot of things about the carnivore community, the ketogenic community, people like um, yourself, uh, Richard Smith, Anthony Chafee, um, Bill Schindler, all, all the all the guys that speak about carnivore, ancestral diets and things like that and the and how easy it is to lose weight. So I primarily um, did it to lose weight and to get back into shape because nothing I was doing was working at the time. Even though I had all the knowledge and all the, from previous experience to lose weight, it just wasn't working anymore. So I went carnivore um, about eight months ago. And it's like my life's changed dramatically, not not only did I lose the weight, I got back into shape and things like that. My performance in the gym, my output went up. Um, and so I did it from the physical side of things. But in actuality, what, what I felt the most benefit from was the, the mental side of things. So my mental health improved dramatically. I went from having um, a lot of depression and anxiety and drinking heavily and things like that um constant constant cycles of drinking thinking i would never be able to stop drinking again to a point where i've not touched a drop for, for for eight months and i don't even think about it so yeah so the mental side of things i didn't even go into it with thinking that was going to improve and that's the best thing about it i think um and the, the aesthetics is probably something like a secondary sort of bonus at, at the minute so yeah long story short eight months ago lost i started at 106 kilos and i'm now sitting around 86 so that's about 20 kilos lost in that in that phase of time so i'm well happy with that yeah and um i i must say for people that listen on an audio podcast it's definitely worth trying to find the images because nick's before and after we were speaking before the interview and i was saying the before's some people would be happy with, but the difference in the last eight months is amazing. And there's also one thing I have to say, sorry, Nick, I don't normally do lots of bits, but um, 
there will be people watching saying, no, all that was because he stopped drinking. No, when you go carnivore, it gives you the ability to stop drinking. That's that's a big difference if um, you're on carnivore. Yeah, you know, it, it changes everything, doesn't it? It changes the environment. It, something switched in my brain, which, um, and I think what carnivore does as well is it, it kept me accountable as well because I sort of think not only do I know putting out alcohol being good for me, but that alcohol that I was drinking has X amount of carbs and I didn't want to ruin my, my progress in that way. So it's a, it's a two-pronged attack almost. So yeah, it kept me accountable. And also like a, as soon as I became fat adapted, um, that switch just hits and then, yeah, it was plain sailing from there and not looked back since. Really? Um, there is that the dreaded keto flow. I tried keto before a few years back and it did work but i did go through that dreaded keto flu flu but anyone that's considering doing a carnivore diet or is worried about that keto flu it's just maybe a week a week maybe some people two weeks uh but just push through that and then little switch goes and then you're away yes you know you have the knowledge you can look back and think oh maybe i could have stuck on keto and and got through the keto flu and i think yeah yeah yeah. when people go low carb keto than carnivore they've been through it all and then you can look back and decide where you want to place yourself to be honest i mean i i think i'm best when i'm strict carnivore maybe you know around the holiday time i'm not as strict but i'm still probably stricter than most people but i think that's um that's very interesting so were you trading so when you were finding it hard to lose weight was you still doing the things that you do now like were you training and obsessing about food and I was I was training. Um, I would say I'm training with higher intensity now, purely because I've got the energy to do so, and purely because I've got that drive to do so. But the only thing that really changed was the fact that I switched to uh, a carnivore diet. Um, yeah, so my training output's always been quite um, high, but. I was training, training, and training, but coupled with drinking and eating pretty rough diet, you, there's that old saying that you can't out train a bad diet, um, and that's exactly what I was trying to do to, to no effect. Like I piled on the weight, and then as soon as I went carnivore, I started noticing mental effects, and then the physical effects, and then it almost becomes like it becomes the norm, but it almost becomes like anyone that trains, you get the. the it comes back to you and you get that addiction again. You start seeing the abs come back and the muscles start popping out and you're like, ah, yeah, this is the way forward, definitely. I will say, though, what I, in hindsight, knowing what I know now, I would probably, because I went balls deep straight in carnivore, feet first, no carbs, and then you get the keto flu pretty bad. In hindsight, I probably would maybe incremental changes give my gut a bit of time to adapt to the changes as well because obviously you can get a dodgy dodgy stomach on it for a few weeks um, until you adapt. But, yeah, um, best thing I did, really. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Some people are just, they have to go all in because that's their personality. It's all or nothing. And if they do uh, the transition slowly, they just sneak back going the wrong way. But I think you're right. For the majority of people, a slow transition just reduces all the um, side effects. And it is easier, just easier to occasionally, week by week, cut something out, 
lower something. I mean, Richard Smith and I did the Fat Club, and that's basically what that is. For eight weeks, you're taking something out, something out, but replacing it always, so you're not restricting, and actually you end up eating more and feeling fuller and, and all that sort of stuff. What about your friends and family? I mean, did they think you were a bit mad to do it? Yeah, they still do. Um uh, <laughs> My daughter all the time says, oh, what are you having for dinner, Daddy? Just meat again. And I'm like, yeah, just meat, butter, eggs, you know, the usual. I mean, she eats with me occasionally. Yeah, she actually enjoys it. But trying to tell a kid not to eat sweets and things like that is it's the right nose. But, um, yeah, lads at work know um, what, I, what I eat and stuff like that. And they think I'm crazy. But. The results speak for itself, you know what I mean? So I just I just put up with that. So, yeah, I mean, that, that they must see the results. So are there, are there any of them that were sceptical thinking, hey, maybe he's on to something? So my boss, actually, one of my, who's higher than me in the hierarchy, said um, he actually came up to me and said, oh, you're looking really good at the minute. What are you doing? What are your thoughts? What? Yeah, basically my meal plan and my training. So I just told him. Read this book, do that, uh, do you do your research, go carnivore. And he uh he's on the carnivore train now, so and he's he's starting to look really good as well. So yeah, the word does spread. But uh yeah, most people just think, Oh, you do what you keep doing, mate, it's working for you, we'll just keep eating our our diet. So you can't you can't convert them all. <laughs> No, you can't. And I think that's the thing though, just being the example and letting people come to you. That that's the thing and you know, we all know the stats about vegans within three years, 84% give up, I think, something like that. Um, and 90% of the 84% quote health reasons. And I, I've not seen that on carnivore. So I, I just think, I mean, I've been five years, I've been coaching five years, don't have many people. I can't think of any really that have not enjoyed it and not improved on it. So that's good. And how old is your daughter then? Oh, she's uh, four. She's four. All right, how you're plenty of time then to go. Uh... Yeah. I will say one of the uh, one of the bonuses of Carnival is, as opposed to the, the old calorie restriction and, and things like that, because we all know calories are not calorie and things like that, but um, I'm never, ever hungry, ever on a Carnival diet after I've eaten. So the old style of eating, um, if you're on the standard Western diet and, or if you're dieting, I was eating, hungry again, eating, hungry again, constant cycle of just food, food, food. Whereas I'm two meals a day now, so I have a big lunch and a big dinner, and I'm never hungry after that. So full all the time, which is a bonus. I like to, I like to feel full. I'm one of those people that likes to have a big meal and feel that, that, that I've eaten. So you you mentioned to your boss about a meal plan, but it's pretty straightforward, isn't it, for you? Two meals a day. Um, do you eat them at the same time every day? Uh, it depends on what's going on at work. I will. Um, I don't sort of think. I used to do. Well, I still technically do intermittent fasting, but I will only break my fast when I'm hungry. If I'm not hungry, I won't break it then. Or if I'm really hungry, I'll break it early if I can, time permitting. Um, but generally, I'm normally hungry around half eleven to half twelve ish. Normally on a, on a regular day, so and I'll stop eating around eight o'clock once I've had my last meal. 
I don't tend to knock in between either. Mm. Do you eat at work? Uh, right. So I live. I live at work on the barracks. So I live here. So I cook here. Uh, when I'm home with my daughter, I've got a house uh, not too far from you. Actually, uh, that's where I am at the weekend. So I have all cooking facilities here. So I do most of the food in the military is not brilliant. So I won't say go to the cookhouse and eat at the cookhouse. I'll do all my own cooking here because I know what I'm putting in my food. Oh, um, so how much are you eating, do you think? I mean, I know we don't really tend to go with calories, but if you were to sort of have a guess, what do you think you're eating a day? I would say probably in excess of 3,000 calories if we were to put a calorific sort of number on it. Um, and to lose weight before, I was eating less than, I was eating around the 2,000 calorie mark. And I don't even, like you say, I've stopped counting calories now. I just eat until I'm full, eat until I'm satiated. And that um, that works for me. So a typical day's eating, I'm quite, I'm not very, I'm adventurous with my food. But when it comes to work and nutrition, I'm like, I eat pretty much the same things every day and then get a bit creative at the weekend. So a typical day looks like for lunch, um, a lot of eggs, whether I scramble them, fry them, tend to scramble them, maybe about six, seven eggs, big slab of meat, whatever the meat I've got in for that week. I do eat pork. Um, I don't tend to eat a lot of pork every day, but I do, I do sort of eat that side of things. So I'm not scared of bacon or anything like that. Meat, eggs, bit of cheese, and uh, that's my lunch. And then fast forward to the evening, it's usually a steak or uh, mince, mince meat. And it's so easy. Then, Look eggs, at the- then eggs again, eggs and a bit of cheese. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah, I mean, I did an interview, uh, which is out in first week of January and she was saying no utensils hardly any utensils in the kitchen it's all so easy so easy to clean and you know people have asked me can I have a meal plan or you know a recipe thing which I have done for the app and the website but it is so straightforward I think it's it's only when people haven't done it that they realize uh, or they think they need those sort of things but once they've done it for a couple of weeks it's very yeah yeah like my, one of my mates says, oh, can you just give me uh, a meal plan? And like you say, I'm like, it's meat, eggs, dairy. You eat as much of that as you want until you're full. And then that's your meal done. And then you'll find out where your sort of benchmark is or how much you need for each day. And then shopping becomes a breeze as well. You don't, I'm in and out of the supermarket or butchers now uh, within minutes because I'm not fanning about in all the 
or the crap aisles, you know what I mean? Or either the vegetable aisles, I'm straight to the meat, straight to the eggs, straight to the cheese. And, uh, and then that's it. Are you done? Yeah. So what about your training? How often do you train? So at the minute I'm training six days a week. Um, I probably should throw in maybe an extra rest day, but at the minute six days a week is, is I'm, I'm finding that I'm not too sore or anything like that. Um, so push full legs and then repeat that. So I'm, I'm always training the body parts twice in one week. Um, and I've, I'm finding that's really helping me at the minute. Um, been really beneficial to train each body part twice. Get that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Get the volume in. Mm, yeah. I, I'm a, I, that's perfect. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of push pull. Maybe adding some legs in because a lot of people leave the legs and it's really obvious. Uh, yeah. Day, it's, you can't spell legendary without leg day, by the way. Thanks. So, um, yeah, six days a week is good. I mean, you look, you look awesome. Um, Thank you. You mentioned earlier about your shoulder and you had injuries. I mean, has, has that sorted itself out? Uh, so, yes and no. I still do feel a bit of a lack of range of movement uh, in my shoulder. I don't think that's ever really going to go away. But, um, yeah, everything's fine. I can still get my training done. Another thing to mention as well is, again, before when I was dieting, I was doing tons of cardio to stay in shape. Whereas now I'm literally minimal cardio. Like I, I don't do, I'm not saying cardio is a bad thing or anything like that, but I'm not really a, a fan of cardio. I don't know many people that are, well, Rich is actually, he's in his triathlons and stuff like that. But, uh, I tend to do it more just to keep myself ticking over, maybe a sprint session a week or maybe a slow, slow and steady, um, I thought I'd keep ticking over and so I'm not yeah. unfit, so to speak. Yeah, I think I think what you're sort of skirting around is people think you can only get ripped or lose fat with cardio, and that's not the truth. That's not knocking cardio. It's just that you don't have to do it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. I I considered it as a necessary evil back in the day, but now I I don't have to do it. I can still remain. I think I found my sort of um my natural body weight now, I've, I've gone to this way of eating. So I'm, I'm not losing any more weight because initially people were like, don't lose any more weight. You're looking not all, like ill, but they thought I was ill because I've, I've lost so much weight in such a, a short amount of time. But I've sort of hit that equilibrium now. So around 86, 85 kilograms is sort of my natural sort of weight now. And it's not really shifting. I'm eating as much as I want and I'm not going up or, or down. And I think that's a good thing about... Um, this sort of style of eating as like we've been eating like this for the millions of years. Um, it's only recently that we've started eating all the plants and all the, the processed food and stuff like that. So I think people that need to lose weight will lose that weight. And also similarly, if you've been malnourished and whatnot, and you, you're a, a really skinny, uh, below weight, you will bring you to that sort of middle part where you, where your body naturally wants to be, where your DNA is telling you to be. So, that's my belief anyway. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. So just for context then, how tall are you? I am about six foot one. So 85, 86 kilograms, six foot one. That sounds pretty good to me, pretty lean. The the pictures look, look amazing. Um, and your strength has gone up. So 
If you had um, any advice for someone that was thinking about doing carnival, but they were sitting on the fence, what what would you say to them? Um, it seems restrictive at the start. And once you get over that hurdle and you get past the keto, the keto flow, um, something just switches and everything becomes easier. Like it sounds a bit wishy-washy, but every aspect of my life has genuinely improved. Um, so physical performance, um, the weight loss, the mental clarity, the, my ability to cope with stressful situations a lot better like everything's improved so if you are struggling if you maybe you might be in great shape but you're not in great shape mentally give it a go um and i was like like taken aback of how much my mental health improves just by switching my diet it's unbelievable so if you're on the fence just do it get some electrolytes get prepared for that keto flu push past that barrier and once you're through it easy after that you don't even have to think about shopping, eating, and it's just it just happens. Yeah, you just pressed the buzz button there with with the word electrolytes. So I, I'm going to ask you: Do you just drink water, or do you do you drink water with electrolytes? What what's your? No, I drink I drink uh, water majority of the day. I do use I've got some line about somewhere, but ah, uh, oh, Richard Richard's plug here. I'll plug Richard, but yeah, yeah, the Keto Pro. Um, I'm usually, I usually use that at least once a day and that's normally either before or during sort of training when I'm sweating a lot. So I wished I'd known about that when I first, um, went through that keto flu stage, cause I've no doubt that that would, uh, that would have helped me loads with, um, the keto flu. Yeah. And it's so obvious because people know that you lose water weight once you stop having carbohydrates. And for those that don't know or listen to this for the first time, because I get new viewers a lot, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. Um, when you start reducing carbohydrates, because every single glucose molecule is surrounded by three water molecules, if you stop eating refined carbohydrates, you lose the water weight, but you also lose some electrolytes. And so it's, it, it, it's really simple. It's really simple to just make sure that when you first do it, you got your electrolytes in your drinks, and um, I get no commission off of Richard, by the way. But I just feel you should tell people because if you can mitigate those transition issues, and, and keto flu is definitely one, um, then, then I'm all for it. And I think that it's really interesting that you've mentioned the mental health a couple of times because to get people to watch this video or listen on your podcast, I tend to talk about how much weight you've lost. But this has happened all year. When people start talking about the weight they've lost, they actually are more interested in their health. And mm. your mental health has been a big issue. I could tell just from the fact you dropped it in the conversation so much. Is that something that other people have commented on as well? Since maybe you're more calm or you're happier, don't you, Step? 100%. I mean, friends, family, people at work, um, so my output in work's a lot better. I'm coming in on Mondays, fresh as the daisy. Um, close family members, like my mum and everything. Like that. Obviously, people that were worried about me at one at one point. Like my mum said to me the other day, I'm so glad you sorted yourself out. You're a completely different person. Um, and I don't, I don't worry about you anymore, so to speak. 
like I do worry about you, but I don't worry, worry like I used to. So yeah, I mean, like I said before, it, I was all about the aesthetics, but the, the biggest improvement for me was the mental side of things. So, um, the mental clarity that you get with it. So yeah, well, happy with that. Yeah. I mean, just going back to, to working out, sorry. Uh, I know we just covered that and I should have asked you, how long do you spend in the gym? I know you said six days, but what about the actual period of time in the gym? I try and keep it to an hour. Sometimes I'll, um, I'll get chatting in the gym and I'll run over that hour. But um, if it's just me and my headphones, um, I'll I'll be about the hour mark. Um, yeah, anything longer than that starts to feel not drained, but I start to feel like it's my my training's less effective. So that hour, or in out done, and I'll always if I do train cardio that day, I'll always prioritize my gym workout first and then if i want to do any cardio i will eat um finish my day and then throw my cardio in uh later on in the evening normally say so you're sprint you're doing sprints and stuff like that sprint intervals so on a, what what do you do on a push day what's your push day um because of my shoulder injury i don't do barbell bench so i'm an advocate for um dumbbell so to get the uh, stabilizer muscles and everything firing, make sure there's no uh, inadequacies. Because what I was finding was my right was taking over uh, when I was doing barbell over my left, and that was probably not helping things, creating a bit of a, an imbalance. But yeah, as soon as I switched to dumbbells, dumbbell press, that that helps a lot. That's helps my shoulder no end. Uh, so yeah, a lot of pressing movements and a lot of flying movements. I like throwing a lot of um supersets as well so i'll uh, finish as much as i can um say on the dumbbell press and then i'll drop those and then i'll get the lighter weights and i'll i'll fly straight into flies until they're really fatigued like doing that sort of thing so yeah i'll spend about i'd say three exercises on chest i'll do one big superset on shoulders because i think with the shoulders, you tend to do a lot of your shoulder whilst you're pressing anyway with your chest. So I don't tend to hammer the shoulders as much. I do sort of um, some pressing movements into some lateral raises, and I, I find that's enough for my shoulders. One, because I don't want to re-injure them, and two, I feel like they're not like lagging behind at all. I feel like they get worked enough with the press anyway. And then in, into my triceps, and then triceps I'll do last couple of supersets on that, and then good to go. Yeah, that's excellent. Thanks for a lot of detail there. Is your shoulder was it dislocated? Your shoulder? Do you do you actually know what the diagnosis was? So it was something to do with my rotator cuff. Um, the physios couldn't work out what was really up with it, um, and then it turns out that I don't know if it was the result of or this was the actual injury itself but i had like pockets of like gristle that that was impeding on the like sort of the joint so they got taken out um and it's been a lot a lot better since can you do pull-ups yeah yeah i do pull-ups so on a pull pull day i will always start with four sets of uh pull-ups i've been notoriously like my whole life i've always been really bad at pull-ups so 
um, since it's got easier since I've lost the weight, but I'll always do four sets of pull-ups normally between sort of seven to 12, uh, pull-ups, uh, per effort. Yeah. That puts you in the top 4% of people that go to the gym, by the way. Um, oh, does it? Most, yeah. Most people can't do 10 pull-ups. But, but oh, really? 96%. Yeah. Um, my mind is working overtime because I do rehab and uh, my shoulder, I've I've rehabbed a few shoulders actually. And my shoulder was like that up until my 40s where I would feel that restriction, but I've completely sorted that. So that might be something in the new year to talk about. So I, I yeah, yeah, sure. look pretty convinced I could get that back to a range of motion. Um, one thing I would try, uh, this is a freebie, is dead hanging. I think that might be beneficial for your shoulder, which is just basically... What, both hands or just hanging? Yeah, but no, both ends when you start, yes. I mean, when you get cocky about it, yeah, go one-handed. But, yeah, if you could do like a minute or actually do a dead hang, time it, and, and send us an email about how long you, you did the dead hang for. Be very interested in it. Yeah, good idea. Right. Uh, uh, but that's gone off this topic a little bit. Sorry, because everyone's tuning in to talk about carnival already. But I think it's all part and parcel of you know, health in, in my profession i've had you know i speak with people that are obese and diabetic but also i do rehab for people on joint pain so um that's brilliant nick so i think we've covered everything um you don't need to give your address out and spell it out because i'll put it in the description so people if they want to check out your page um they can do that by just clicking a link and it's, it's been brilliant so lastly you, you mentioned richard there how did you get involved with richard smith then um ah gosh uh basically just doing my research about the diets and things like that and then i came across his youtube channel um he goes into a lot of detail and obviously you know yourself goes into a lot of detail very knowledgeable guy um and yeah uh i can't remember how but we got we got talking by instagram i think and i said oh I showed him the before and after and he was like really impressed with it. He was like, wow, that's, that's some, some transformation. Do you mind if I use it on the channel? So yeah, he's probably going to put it up on his at some point as well. So yeah. Um, I tune in every, uh, every Sunday, isn't it? You're, you can't afford chat. Um, always, um, there's always something there that I, always some research that I don't know about and nuggets of information. So I always tune into that. Yeah, well, I want to thank you for doing that, for tuning in, because that's what makes the channel grow. You know, people coming back and then telling everyone else about it. So, Nick, thanks for doing that. Uh, and thanks for having uh, me. I'll see you in 2024. Yeah, see you later, mate. Thanks for having me on.
Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.